Greetings, friends! Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined again for the second movie in our uh, Technology Gone Awry double feature uh, by my friend and MD. It's Mike Lab. Glad to be back. <laughs> we got our medical expert back to talk about robots. Not great brain. This, this is why I went to school for 10 years. So I I have some authority yeah. on these movies. All right. Next, we'll do Cabin Fever and <laughs> Rat, Oh, Cabin Rabbit, Fever would be a good Spike. one. Yeah. We got, there are so many good medical anomalies. But um, I like this one too, man. Um, guys, I skipped the traditional intro. I keep getting excited when we do these double features. But that's fine. Um, I do have to make a plea from you guys. We're on social media. You're on social media. Follow us and share the show with your friends, guys. Help us grow the show. If you can leave us a rating and review on whichever podcast directory you find us, please take a moment to do that. It does help out. Also, you can always get a hold of us and let us know what movies you'd like us to talk about. Do you have a great idea for a double feature for a whole month's worth of movies that you want us to do? Uh, Stuff coming out in the theaters you want to talk about. So anything like that that you want, uh, let us know, and we'll be more than happy to get to it. Uh, But for now, back to our double feature uh, showing. So we did hardware. You forgot. You wanted to raise a point about hardware that we forgot on the show. (laughs) I think one of the biggest plot holes in that movie, though, is is why like the, the main underlying motivation for that machine to be created and kill everything was for population control. And why in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> nuclear wasteland polluted world do you need population control when everything you eat or drink is going to give you E. coli or dysentery? All your neighbors want to kill you for anything. And yeah, I'm like, like, why, why, like that, I don't think that the population is going to be a big problem <laughs> in, in this society. There's a woman lying dead while her child is leased right. to her. That child is going to be dead before long but too. that building is also full of homeless people. That, that's a building. They're like, when you really think about the world. I know, like, they're overflowing in the streets. They're overflowing in the building. And they're sick and dying. They're right, not going to be there because everything's condensed down to small city centers. The resources are also shrunk there. That's true. There are right? not very and many also, resources. And also, I think the but... robot Mark 13 was created as a machine of war, not just pest control. Right? Well, <laughs> I guess that's semantics in a way. But yeah, I don't think he's just going to go to apartment buildings and clean house, right? Like, I think these are battlefield robots that Nomad very sneakily injected into the population. They Would be my contention. Well, they, 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 I mean, they, when the guy is like also, reviewing Also, I will the... say this. When the movie said, I talked about this on another show we did. My nightmare experience at Chipotle with this family that had seven kids and she was pregnant with another one, waiting in line behind them to order all that Chipotle that they didn't pre-order on the app. I'm totally with the government that wants to find and criminalize <laughs> not having more than three children. But those people would not be there in that society. Half of her kids probably would have been exactly. dead before they even got there because I'm of the just environment. Saying, no, they like, wouldn't. And then don't, make, don't make it cruel. They wouldn't be dead. They wouldn't exist. And that, that Chipotle probably would have killed them in that world <laughs> did you see those hey, meat markets our chipotle is not yes our chipotle's already have e coli and we're fine <laughs> that, that food that they are preparing in that world is not fda approved like that is hey, i'm not they're... for killing people that already are existing in the world i am all for not bringing more people into the world <laughs> i had two kids like a responsible breeding machine stop but that machine Stop. kills the people that are already here. It's not going around doing vasectomies. Right, but the it's... new bill said in hardware, again, I, we are talking about upgrade. This is hardware cleanup. They said, though, that what they're doing, and people were flocking to, 
a voluntary sterilization center, right? They were incentivizing you to just sterilize your nuts so that you couldn't make well, more they, They'd mentioned a bill that would require you to do that. And then they said that right. this machine is the sterilization bill. No, no, no. The machines were separate. I thought they said that the, the, this is the sterilization program, is the machine. No, 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 because that's a different bill, because there is the one, and then this was the emergency. They're two separate okay. things, right? So the government's doing all it. Essentially, in the end of hardware, a lot of people are about to not yeah. exist or die. <laughs> you know, it, 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 they are very trying to minimize humanity, which I would have thought in that world was saying, going to occur naturally. There's a baby that was alive. Just in the stairwell. For now. That mom had recently died. <laughs> so you think that, that, mom, that baby's probably not That baby's to... going to die because apparently nobody cares that there's a baby <laughs> on a leash. And, that, and that's horrific, actually, when you really think about it. Like, I just... Yeah. Like, now, especially, like, having kids, like, I can't help but, like, empathize with tiny babies yes. in movies and just, like, think of, like, the fear and confusion <laughs> that goes through, like, small child's minds in these movies. And it is heartbreaking and gut-wrenching anymore. That baby is going to have the best day of its life. Did you ever see the movie Baby's Day Out? <laughs> but that Baby's Day Out is in a, like, three-foot radius. No, that baby's <laughs> crawling on scaffolding and falling in cement trucks and not dying. He's just going to have the post-apocalyptic But that baby's attached that. to a leash. He'll chew his way out <laughs> with his gums, I guess, question mark. <laughs> he might, he, he, well, he's walking, so. Or so maybe, they got some teeth yeah, the there. Mark 13 picks him up, and it's like a lone wolf and cub, right? He'll raise this one as his own murder machine. That, that would, that be, would be a best case scenario. Then we're that, doing like a jungle book. Yeah. <laughs> raised by, like, raised yeah. by robots instead of wolves. And okay. there's, there's like one robot, like the man, yeah. the man bots. The man cub. Right? <laughs> Share con point four. No. Okay, so. Hardware, yes. What do you think, Alchemist? Did you need population control in that world? <laughs> we also had humans all across other planets. We don't know how many. So there's a lot of us out there still. Did they mention space travel yeah. in that movie? I he forgot, had just gotten that. back from his... Because the one guy's like, I'd rather die in space, man. It's just one release again. Oh, that's right. Yes, they did say that. Yeah, so... So yeah, more of the reason that you don't need population control because you have an entire universe. You gotta feed the other planets too, man. They don't have crops like us. So you don't know that. You don't know where they that's are. true. You don't know if they've terraformed I'm just Mars. all for not being in Chipotle's with people that are dumb <laughs> enough to have seven children. You're a bad I, person if you have seven kids because you're not loving it, your kids no, enough. It depends on the situation. No. I mean, There's like, no two human parents on Earth that can equally love and nurture seven children. Maybe the first couple, but by the time that eighth child is born, you're done. You're out. You don't love that kid I, as much as the first I, one. I mean, I can't. I haven't been there. I can't say that. Like, I, I that, that's all speculation. I'm telling you for a fact. Those people on TLC that have 19 kids, they're bad okay. parents. The one kid was trying to diddle his sister yeah, I was say, because once, you can't keep an eye out on <laughs> When you get to 19, it does seem oh, very implausible. Se seven, 17 eight is okay, fine. Okay, once you get to 19. What's your number? I... <laughs> I don't know. For me personally, I didn't want to be outnumbered by my children. Like it was yeah, more of that's dumb, and that's also like a, that's in Sun Tzu. That, that, that's also maybe <laughs> being a bad parent because I'm like, I don't care if you have any more brothers or sisters. You two are just not going to outnumber me. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's it's bad. But anyways, upgrade, uh, cloud or outnumber us. I you think. actually found upgrade, and you were like, this is the one I want to do. Yeah. Explain to me uh, your first thoughts after you finished watching it. Well, I was say my first thoughts when I first started watching it because, like, I uh, I was actually just trying to go to bed and I was just flipping through the TV 
to have something on while I go to sleep, which, by the way, as a uh, as a doctor, I cannot recommend that. That is what's called terrible sleep hygiene, and I am my own worst patient for even doing that. Oh, on this show, we do we say anything we want with no disclaimers. <laughs> but I am not encouraging that in case I start inducing insomnia in any of you. But I did it, and and as I'm flipping through, I come across uh, upgrade. Probably like five minutes after it starts. Yeah. And so I don't know what this is that I'm watching. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Kind of like this more utopian uh, sci-fi movie, at least when it first starts. Right. That it, that it shows. It just kind of like cool automated cars. And very quickly gets into the the cars not listening and drives them uh, uh, off the edge of the road or off a bridge or whatnot, whatever that thing that crashed into. But uh, I'm like, oh, wow, what is this that I'm watching? And then all of a sudden I'm like, start talking about like upgrades to people and like things to help this guy who's paralyzed. I'm like, am I watching like another version of RoboCop here? Yeah. And uh, so I just kind of get it. And then it gets into the very first sequence where the stem takes over his body. I'm like, holy shit. Like I, yeah. I was like immediately hooked when that happened. I'm like, all right, no. I can't go to sleep. I got to finish this movie. <laughs> and I'm up until 1 a.m. When I got to get up at like six the next day, because I can't go to sleep with this movie. I had but to finish it. But that's the best feeling when you yeah. find a movie that makes you so excited like yeah. that, right? Yeah. What I And this is a movie that kind of came and went fairly unheralded, right? Right. Yeah. I had never heard of it. I'm like, what am I watching? I had to look it up, like Google like what was on uh, right. at the time, because it was in a, in a hotel, and so there was no like guide. It's just flipping through the channels. <laughs> and so like, I had to look it up, and I'm like, uh, oh, I've never heard of this. But it got great reviews, but I don't ever yeah. remember. And it only came out like two years ago. And I remember seeing it in the theater, and it was gone like a week later. Yeah, I was no, like, there's that movie I was going to watch? There's no marketing for yeah. it at all, I don't think. I don't remember. But, yeah, it's just such a... It is strange when a movie that's so up your alley, you're like, how was this not marketed to me? Right. Or right? not marketed at all. I mean, like, that looked like that movie had a lot of money in it. Like, there's great special effects. Yeah. and it's a... Uh, Lee Wonell was the writer and director. He, uh, you know, did Saw, Insidious. So, like, this guy has a track record of franchises and big stuff. And this is way better than any of those. Oh, way better. Yeah. Like, this movie is amazing. Um, I think it's a cool pairing with hardware, right? Because this one asked the questions, what happens when we're the hardware, right? And hardware, the movie it is, we are designing the machinations that will destroy us. This is saying... We are becoming those machines, right? And this is the strange thing about Upgrade versus Hardware, too, is Upgrade, one thing I really like about it is, again, it's kind of this big, high-concept sci-fi story. But this one, un unlike Hardware, where Hardware spends a lot of time like kind of extrapolating about this larger world, this is a really small, focused story. Yeah. Right? They don't, do, they don't waste a lot of time filling us in on the larger kind of politic of this world, right? You kind of see, like, the we city looks cool. Yeah, and like there, it's like a futuristic metropolis. Uh, the police have drones. Everyone is always facial recognizing. So there's a lot of this, our information and selfhood is kind of lost. And they kind of do. But we don't talk about it in a judgmental way. It's just, this is just what's happening, right? They never really weigh in on you know, the surveillance state being bad. And they do kind of like tap into uh, a little bit of like the forgotten population a little bit yeah. wanting uh, revenge. And then when they get these upgrades, they all of a sudden see themselves as the elites uh, and then want it, And just basically having no empathy or sympathy for the people who used to be, or who are the, the, the educated and uh, were like just the leading population and so they just kind of almost like it's just kind of a reflection of now. Some of these people just want to 
take all those people down. Right. Well, I love the opening of this where it's just a guy in his garage working on a car. Yep. Uh, I love you. And then he goes and gets a beer and it's just this very normal guy movie, right? And the moment he opens the garage door, you're like, it's it's almost as if it's a time machine <laughs> where he walks outside and you're like, what the fuck? Because then, yep. yeah, this super, uh, you know, fancy car with hologram windows and everything. Even the framing of it. She's talking to her boss, his wife, Asha, in the car. And the hologram disappears, and there's just her caveman husband through the window. <laughs> yep. And I was like, that's a brilliant. It's telling me so much right off the bat that this is just a man lost in time. Yeah, he's like your grandparents trying to operate the VCR. Like, yeah, like, and he, he talks he, about this later. Yeah. Because what we learn early is that he's selling a car to this, you know, tech billionaire who lives in this Oceanside compound. Underground, of course. And he is building a chip, right? Because that's the line I love where she's like, I also work at a corporation. We're making movies. He's like, no, you're not. the little tech guy's like you're not even close man like you suck he's like watch this he shows him this little chip and he's like this is a better brain it can do all this stuff that humans can't do and this is essentially the theme we do the whole movie is uh gray starts in right the main character logan marshall green who i love uh also in the invitation an amazing flick if you guys haven't seen that big actor you're gonna see him all over the place coming up you already do but he starts in with the There are some things that computers can't do, right? You need humans for things. And the rest of the movie is kind of this debate on, do we? Right. Right? Or or, Or like, how much of humans do we need, right? It almost gets to the point that the machines need us a little bit. Like, we become their tool. Which is strange. We'll we'll do that debate in a minute. Because, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that, right? But I like this idea of... And then they're in the car, and he starts in again, and it, it continues this theme of... You know, well, what do guys like me do, right? You know, whenever I see a widget like that, I see 10 more unemployed guys. Like, what do we do? And this gets back to my, dude, play with your fucking cars. Your wife's already bought in and rich. Like, you guys live in this fucking tech mansion. But he's an exception. He has his financial situation covered by his wife. But you have two people who (laughs) don't know uh, anything about that technology or don't have a skill set. Yeah, in that society. Yeah. They they don't re- and you kind of get that from the veterans like the veterans who had no skill sets outside of combat in a world that has no use for veterans who have no tech skills they get left behind and they lash out but also like do we even need human soldiers like they don't even talk about that right. like well, are, that, in would, this world are human soldiers even still a thing right like or were they the last ones like right. that's kind of what I thought was implied is that yeah. there is no need for human soldiers in this no. world well once we see the soldiers and all the things they can do you're like oh well you can't be sending normal people out there right I mean they could have guns and maybe take some but like it's just math at a certain point you're like <laughs> this isn't gonna weigh out but yeah I like that they also do my favorite thing which is guaranteed as soon as we all have self-driving cars those just become little yep. portable fuck tubes yep. <laughs> Well, that's again, it kind of like gets in like, that movie even taps into like you know the the needs that we or the the motivations we have for advancement technology. It even gets into sex as a motivation right. for advancement because yeah, of course that's a motivation of having a self driving car. Is, is what I think, and this is something I get back to is I like the way this movie is not preachy about the technology right. that exists in the world. Right? It would be like hardware is implying that all of this is bad stuff. Right? This one's set a little closer to home where. Again, we have a lot of the things this movie's talking mm-hmm. about. Like, there are self-driving cars in the world. Not as good as these. Right. Right? We have things that tell us. Like, you can get <laughs> the dumbest invention I've ever seen are the people that get refrigerators with the iPad screen. Yeah. It's like, right. I want to see what's in my fr- – open the door. <laughs> open the fucking door. Also, if you're out, 
just buy groceries. Like you kind of know what you're going to yeah. use all the time, right? Like, come on. Like yeah. how there, automated? There, there's you... a certain point of that where it's just kind uh, of excessive. Just re- it reminds needed. me of the thing like my worst neighbors would buy and be like, "Look at the money we've spent." I'm like, "Cool, losers! You could have had like yeah. awesome stuff. You could have bought ten board games, a bunch of awesome <laughs> stuff, like, or gone on a really nice vacation." Yeah, that's cool too. I'd rather take a trip to Catan any day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just I. I like the idea of technology is I think about all of this stuff is how can it separate us from bullshit? Like, cause this is the thing, right? All we're trying to do and what this movie hints at too is everything humans seem to do is this. How can we become immortal? Right? How can we cure ourselves of death and disease and famine war? And how get can we out make of work it? and yeah. make ourselves safer? And what and... are we really trying to do? Right? What is immortality? It's just time, right? We want to maximize our time. Like we'll never be all the way immortal. Most likely. Cause even if you can make it, Oh, my and... cells don't die. Cool. Splat. You get hit by a rock. Right? <laughs> You're just dead. Like it could still happen. Someone mm-hmm. could murder your brain right. out and you know, whatever. What this movie does a great job of showing is the way that the technology is designed to just free us of time. Right? Like, why focus on the commute? Why focus on driving? Yeah. We suck at it. We kill each other doing it in insane amounts of numbers. Wouldn't you rather just be in that car reading a book yeah, or right. fucking your exactly. wife? Yeah. Yes. yes. Anything. Yeah. I'd rather be doing every time I'm driving, I would rather be doing anything yep. else. Dude, you could be doing push-ups in that car. Right? Yeah, you get your workout in on the way to work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just imagine the amount, of, increased amount of productivity. If you just had, like, that 45-minute commute to work, if you just sat in your car and you could do anything well, in an enclosed space. Not only that, think of anything in your life, right? Imagine if you took out commuting, uh, mowing your lawn, washing dishes, like, yep. just the little things we do all the time. Take those out of your week, and all of a sudden it's like, I have another eight hours of life. That's yep. an entire another day. In a small way, that's as close as we come to godhood, right? Like, <laughs> I have more time. I'm the master of time and space. And we would probably do nothing but watch, like, Netflix with it. And that's fine, right? That's the John Lennon thing, right? <laughs> there is no wasted time that was enjoyed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I don't. As long as you're enjoying I don't yourself. believe in this greater, like, we're all part of this, like, it's important. Anything we do. I don't think there's anything important that humans do. I guess it depends on the scope that you look at. I don't think any of it's Like, important. if you're, like, standing out, like, billions of light years away looking at this little speck out in the distance, yeah, none of it seems important, but, like... Nothing is important except for you trying to soak up as much of this extra free magic as you can. Right. So, nothing there, there are things that are important, important. like, in, but when you look, when so, you come, like, zoom it back like, down to your experience, right. there are things that are important to you that are extremely important to maximize your quality of life for as long as you possibly can. Kind of. But this is the thing, right? This is kind of the debate that Gray is having with STEM, right? So he gets... STEM essentially is the one who wrecks his car. The hitmen come out, and they have this weird hipster hitman who looks like an old-timey carnival like strongman, like this skinny little guy <laughs> with a weird mustache, right? Yeah. Which I think is an important casting. You don't want to cast Arnold. Right. You want to cast like a normal guy that a guy you would that looks never like, be afraid yeah, of his in your entire life. life had been like just picked on basically yeah. his and now life. he's this super soldier yeah and they do a great job of combining all the elements in this right the car fails the police drone is watching but not helping mm-hmm. um these guys are that masked. was an interesting aspect it's right like, next to this homeless encampment right so it's like a lot of world building is just happening yeah. visually in this and i i love moments like that the the wife gets killed because the guy has this inferiority like you've always thought guys like me were pieces of shit yep it's like what? 
Yeah. Excuse me? What is happening right now? Kills her. Without any consideration of the fact that killing her doesn't make him less of a piece of shit. Right. And then he gets uh, hit in the spine, right? And they have this beautiful shot above head of the drone where the spotlight is only on him and there's no light on her, right? So we know visually what has just happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we move into this phase of the movie, which is brilliant, which is where he is now trapped in this technological hell that he has hated. Because now he is completely at the beck and call of his technologies. His mom helps him out. But really, like, we see his house gives him the medicine. His house does all of these other things for him. He is completely trapped in this futuristic world and more reliant on these technologies that he despised on a right. philosophical level. Which with other people that in a society, you might not even be able to tell the difference. Like, yeah. Some people may have been just as equivalent to a paraplegic that just lets all the machines do yeah. everything for him, where he is just an independent, uh, self-made person. And that it, it just to immediately be forced to, to be engrossed in that world is torture. Yeah. And that's what I, I mean. So he is beyond miserable he's fighting with the police because they can't do anything right and we even see a little bit of the detective who's trying hard she's kind of the in-between right Mm -hmm. like the old school and the new yeah where she seems like she's overly reliant on the technology and she wants to solve it and he can't accept this well then we get our uh you know devil is in the details moment where uh the computer entrepreneur comes and says i can fix you and the guy's all mad. Fuck it. I just want to die. Blah, blah. And he does this, you know, you were right. There are things computers can't do, right? Like a computer can't bring her back, but it can bring you back. And this is the point where we hit this interesting moment in kind of the theme of the rest of the movie is once gray allows himself to be stemmed. How much of gray is even in there? How much of anything he does the rest of the movie is him, right? This is that old philosophical like mind game, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a boat, and yep. over the course of years, you keep having to replace parts. And, you know, 50 years down the road, you've replaced every single nail, boat, rope, board. Is it still the same boat, right? It and has it, the same name. You've been slowly changing it over yeah. time and integrating new pieces, but none of the originals left. And if it's not, when did it stop being the original boat? Yeah, exactly, right? And this is what we we do with Gray, is the moment he gets stemmed, you can see how overjoyed he is to regain bodily control. It's a great moment where, you know, he stands up and he's crying and he's like, don't expect it to work that fast. But it works shockingly fast. Right? Mm-hmm. He can move. He can run. He's back. He thinks. But he still has to pretend he's quadriplegic. Right. Right. Because of this non-disclosure agreement. Right. right? Secrecy. Because it was against the law to put it in there. So they will capture him. And right. immediately, I don't know why he would think technology. that. Like, yeah, like if if it's against the law, but it's already in there, I can't see a governing body being like, "Nope, take it out of there." Like, well, I mean, because everyone is so so in the system. Because I was like, "Why don't you just move away? Just move to the woods and like be a woodsman, or like, just walk around another country?" Yeah, but then it's like his his digital profile probably follows him everywhere. You probably can't move around this world without. But is there like a world government or like? The government, sure there's something like would they extradite you for having illegal hardware in your body? I mean, I don't know. Again, the, right. the movie it's, doesn't it, take it, there a are lot. Some, there are some loopholes. In it this doesn't movie. take a lot of. But I mean, I think even plot that holes. plot holes, the, the entrepreneur doesn't want it to get out for other reasons we find. Right. So, yeah, it does make sense the way they're doing it. But what, what becomes fascinating is. 
there there's a way to think of the movie where gray dies in that car crash right because even when he gets his freedom what's he do he goes back home and dives back into the police files Mm -hmm. and this gets back to kind of the pointlessness of us and everything we do there's nothing that he can do that will take away the hurt of what happened to him or bring his wife back it's all pointless but but as humans we cannot help ourselves it's like our faulty programming right is that that was a big part of his personal myth, and he cannot move forward without this catharsis of right. I will solve it and get revenge. Right. There's a, By the, the end of the movie, he is infinitely less happy, kind of. We'll get to that, it too. It depends. It depends on how we'll you look at it. We'll get to that, too, right? Um, but what I'm saying is, for the rest of the movie, is he actually the one in control of this mission, or is he just the puppet? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, because you're kind of going back that, to your there, original there point. There is, is no point to anything he's doing. So is it – it's hard to tell who's actually driving, right? And especially by the end, we might as well just get this out so we don't have to hide every conversation. Right. At the end, we find out that Stim is the puppet master of this whole show, right? right? Everything that happened was as Stim premeditated so, so right stem is in control of the ceo of the company yes who sets so up this plot stem to... ordered the car caught him wrecked the car hired the hitman sent him to go kill the hitman so suspicion couldn't right. fall upon him because he saw sent him ends. to kill the ceo so that he could not be shut down and no one would know he existed or build another stem right so this was some kind of giant circular plan but the, the big question is right I don't know why he wants to be human at all. What what is the necessity of having a body? Why yeah, why does Stem want they don't a say body? That. They, they don't say explain. that they want his body because he's a naturalist human, right? He doesn't have any upgrades upgrades at all, yeah. right? He is totally a clean slate. So there's a way to think of Stem as Stem wants to create him the way that Stem was created. Right? This new version of man and machine melding, this new evolution. Okay. Maybe, right? I don't think it's like a, a problem with the movie or a plot hole, right? That Stem wants a body. No, that's not what I was getting at. Plot. The biggest plot hole I see is the fact that there's a point in time in the movie, like the first half, Stem is subservient to Gray because it's in the programming that he has to have permission. He has to... You think. Well, that, no, because Stem actually gets shut down. Like, because the CEO, right. when Gray runs away... The CEO sends out a message to Stem to shut him down. And so that is in there. So he has to go to this hacker to undo right. that programming. But let me let me counter this one at a time before you run too far, right? So we think that Stem is being subservient, right? But here's a great example of why I think this is all, again, the puppet master routine. He has to let Gray think that Gray's in control. Now, you could argue why. Like, why not just yeah, take not him just over immediately, immediately the, right? Yeah. That is an interesting question. I think part of it is that STEM is learning the system mm -hmm. and experimenting with this human body and what this world looks like with that. STEM might say, you know what? Fuck this guy. I want back out. Keeping his options open, right? So, but there's that great scene in the bed when, you know, they're debating if they should keep this mission up. The detective's kind of on to him. Yeah. And he's like, get out of my head. And then he does. And now Logan Marshall Green or Gray is like, what the fuck? Can't what move. are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm not doing anything. You think you move these limbs? And you're like, oh, man, like this machine is sadistic, right? It's letting him know that I'm in charge of this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> don't keep testing me. So I don't know that he's ever – he asked permission in this kind of false 
so companionship. Why? Because, I mean, here's the other question. Because I, I, I don't know why he needs the body. He can stay in the cloud. He already was in the cloud when he orchestrated this entire yeah. operation. So he could orchestrate some other guys to go kill these hitmen, right? <laughs> and have no connection anywhere. Right. He can mask this all of this. chain of Yeah, he's super smart. He can be everywhere at once. Like, I think that's like my kind of classic sci-fi brain is like, it doesn't feel like STEM has a, a grander ideal, right? Like everyone who's upgraded, like the hipster hitman has that, you know, I want to welcome you to our race. Like we're new and better, right? We were always the guys that had nothing and looked down upon and outcasted. Now we have jumped them and yep. it gets back again to this. Well, there's that works for now, but STEM is already a better version of what that guy yeah. has. And he kills him. Yeah. Right. You're, you're that already guy has too much. Don't human. even know it. Yeah. He's too much human still. Mm-hmm. And his emotion gets the best of him. And he yep. gets fucking murdered, which is it, which is great. Brilliant actually. Cause he, at the beginning of the fight he says, don't get emotional. Yeah. Never do that. And immediately, as soon as he gets emotional, he's dead. Yeah, because his brother was one yeah. of the victims. And so there's no point. At, like, what's the point where you can stop upgrading at this? And so in a weird way, the the way they play STEM wanting to take over his body just becomes for excitement. Like, the one thing he can't get in the cloud right. is that kind of the, – the human body becomes this insane sensory game it, well it's something that a machine there's chaos outside, involved. inside inside of the cloud or inside of a computer is impossible to learn about or experience so machines but inherently that, like he can't, and, he can't feel the the sensation of a fight you can't right. get punched in the face like right. so there is this weird as stem is evolving right he's the highest level of machine mm-hmm. he wants to regress to where he can add more chaos in because then he can get more information and different information. It's very strange the way they play this kind of circular evolution of STEM in this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. I know a lot of people online were just like, that twist ending doesn't make sense. Like, why all of these extra steps? Like, right. when he's at your house in the first scene, why not just have the guys there to kill her in the house, put him in the fucking STEM, and then send him to the fucking, uh, you know, dream jail? Yeah. And take just, him over there. Right. You're like, well, first off, that's not a very cinematic movie, guys. <laughs> like, I get it. it you're it, you're it's smarter a, than the screenwriter. It's a, it's a plot hole, but it would make for a shitty movie. Yes. Like, I don't and, even know that it's a plot hole. I think. Well, I think we, you have to take some We're liberties. taking him of, if you are this super smart, you would follow our logic. I think there is a fatalistic nature to STEM, right? There's no logical reason why he wants or needs a human body. Right. So as soon as you are telling me that the point of the character totally is he's doing something illogical, like having a human body, it makes me feel like, well, this is some kind of game for him. Right. Mm -hmm. This is not something that's going to operate logically. Maybe this is the first time he's had fun his entire life. He's playing with him. He's playing with everyone else. The the CEO is scared. Maybe that's why he allowed himself to possibly be shut down. It's uh, testing himself. And, and maybe it's just a testament to the sensation of the, the human experience that is yes. impossible to experience otherwise outside of a human body. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's – I love the idea and, of and there's actually, that the highest form of advanced mind is like, fuck it. I want to go back in this dude. Which is actually <laughs> really interesting because you got – like there's always this kind of like sub-theme of like when you're at the hacker's house, all these people who are trying to escape reality and escape that human experience – through VR and this machine the whole time yes. is who's omnipotent and uh, all knowing as far as can be in this world 
just wants to have that human experience despite yeah. all the, the negative things that go along yes. with being human, which is actually kind of uh, brilliant. Yeah, and I think that's the part that people are missing when they're like, oh, it's a plot hole. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, I, I think it's not supposed to. This, mm -hmm. this machine won the fact that we assume we would know all the things it's planning. It's way smarter than us. Like, it's built <laughs> into the fucking movie. Um, the the, the plot hole that I got is, is the control of the CEO. Like, why he needed think, a hacker to get rid of that control of the CEO if he was controlling the CEO all along. Right, but once he's out, right, and he's in the other guy, maybe then the CEO sees his shot to try to free himself, right? Right, but why would, why would STEM allow a program to be put into him that could shut him down? But again, I think maybe this is part of the game. You think it's just cinematic? Like, you no, don't no, think no, I don't even think it's cinematic, right? Because what you're saying is this is his version of us escaping to VR is him escaping to flesh, right? Yeah. So there is – why does he want to do that? Because it's dangerous. It's uncontrollable. You can get hurt or injured. And I think the point of it, if he just made it to where no one could touch him and he covers his tracks immediately, there's no more game. I think a lot of this for STEM is about the game. And so him having to race the clock is part of that, right? Because now he's torturing the CEO who thinks he's got a shot, right? He's testing his own boundaries. That That's how I thought of this movie is that it is weird because we're trying to escape reality with all this technology and all he wants is the most fucked up version of a human life. No, he wants like the most basic version. He wants to version. fight and kill and, you know, all these. <laughs> well, he just wants to experience everything. Yeah. There is like all the bad and all the good. Yeah. Well, so I don't look at these as plot holes. I think in a way it's him playing a game with himself, right? He has to add obstacles or else it's not a game. If there's no way that anyone's going to beat him right – like, here's a great example. When they go into the bathroom at the Old Bones, why does he let that dude stab him a couple times so he thinks he's still crippled? He's in the room, away right, from yeah. prying eyes. He could fuck up that whole bar and no one would know. Yeah. Right? Why let the guy get stabbed and play with it? And he keeps telling – um, what's his name? Gray, don't get cocky. He's getting cocky. <laughs> he has the most cockiness of anyone. He – he is loving this, right? He loves the fact that this guy, the hitman, thinks he's in charge, right? He is loving this. It's almost psychotic the way he's playing this out. And then he just pops up, fucks everyone up. But he gives them permission. Like, he, he's waiting to receive permission to attack. Right. But do we actually believe he needs permission? I mean, that's kind of like, I guess By that's the where you got to say something he like doesn't liberty. need permission. He doesn't, but that's after the hacker puts the code in. Right, but they're also so playing the, this, the code. oh, well, uh, you will break your human brain and we must be simpatico. I don't believe that either. I think this is all part of the game, right? So you think he had complete control from the beginning and it was all just for show to let him could've. think he had control. I mean, yeah, that's... I mean, that's, you're telling me, like, if that guy was actually, like, what if... Uh, he couldn't react fast enough and someone cut his throat and he couldn't speak. You think Stem just sits there in that slowly dying body and like, well, fuck, he didn't say the words. No, I think this is like Genie and Aladdin underwater well, where he's like, close enough. Which I guess it depends on like, was he actually limited by programming that was put in by the CEO of the company? Yeah. And if so, why the hell would he allow the CEO to put those limitations on him? Here's another question. Again, I think he wants the limitations. He wants the obstacles, right? To prove himself. Here's another example of evidence I'll give you. At the end, when Gray is trapped in the dream jail with his wife, Stim has told us he can't read his inner thoughts. So how uh, did Stim design that jail without knowing all the information about his girlfriend, the hospital room, how she would actually behave? I didn't think about that. We That's don't see him watching home movies. 
So either a lie or another plot hole. But yeah, or there's just stuff we didn't see, and he's able. I think Stem is able to read his mind. You know, he can see all all of our brain images, and it's just all electrical currents. We don't mm-hmm. know how it works. Stim probably could. So, well, I mean, this is where the medi- movie gets kind of, like, medically inaccurate. I don't know if, like, that little chip <laughs> is, like, spreading wires up into the cerebrum of his brain. Why would it need to? Because if he's only on the brainstem, all it receives is sensory and motor signals from the neck down. It no, wouldn't have that, any, like, it's optical... It's all, like, a circular system? That's what a circuit no, you're, is, right? You're, you're, no, you don't... Your uh, optic nerves and your... Uh, this, this reeks of fake news. <laughs> Are you lying to our audience? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like... I have it, seen it, it, plenty of robot the, movies. The, I know. The, 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 the processing of the brain that would come from the eyes and the ears would not come from the spinal cord. Like, you wouldn't be able to send signals Agree that to way. disagree. No, <laughs> but if it, like that, it, But again, that's just me interjecting... Science, you don't know like that he's not like, getting like, all just, of just like systems. just like in the abyss, those people would be dead. But <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin movies. No. <laughs> and an alien Sigourney Weaver would have died of bed sores. But how dare you? <laughs> no, they have bacteria that eats away bed sores. Everyone knows that. I don't remember that being a part of the movie, and no, that wouldn't work. <laughs> I'm not here for you to ruin movies. I'm here for you to play the game with me. So I think he knows exactly what's happening in his head that's how he designs the dream prison that's how he keeps his consciousness stowed away right wait what i think what the movie is telling us is that gray's consciousness might be a necessary component for the machine as a whole to operate in the way that stem wants it to right this chaotic human nature but it does not have to be in charge he can lock him away right so there's the the key is still in the ignition, but someone else is driving your car. Right. And so I think the the machine knows his thoughts and knows how to design this alternate reality that he's going to want to play in forever. So a part of the brain becomes a VR game for mm-hmm. Gray. Right. Right? Well, yeah. That, and I that's mean, what obviously I mean. that happens. So if he knows how to state. do that, he knows Gray's inner thoughts. Right. And so I guess there's also the thought is like how much of what to Gray me, saw was actually real. If that's the case. I think he sees – I think everything is. I think he likes the interplay with Gray, right? Mm-hmm. I think Gray becomes a simulation for how to be a human. So I think Gray's faults and his desire, the desires of a lesser human, and the struggles, his emotional struggles, right, are an important element of what Stim is looking for. So right? he had to give like him that when freedom he, when in order he kills to learn. the first guy. Yeah. Right. And he cuts his fucking the murders in this movie are amazing, right? Oh yeah. Just they're so like graphic and rapid and just the uh the gun shooting the assassin's head off. They just happen like in an instant. Like brilliant. Also, we forgot about the coolest thing is that the hipster hitman can just breathe sickle carrying nanobots to melt people's face. Yeah. Awesome. Well, just like no, it just goes up in their sinuses and just like tears up the everything inside the skull. Amazing. I loved all the action and violence. Um, it's very creative. Oh, the way they film STEM is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. The way the computer is almost on like this long gyro. The way he moves is totally different. Yes. Oh, right. And yeah, the, the, way, the camera work and the movement. Yeah, and-, and his physical acting, right, where his head is disconnected from his body. Yeah. That's a really impressive performance, the yeah. way he separates himself and stem physically in the movie or just like that, that first scene but, he's like knocked on the ground and he just goes up just oh, just yeah. like a plank like well, instantly and like the, the camera work with it too dude, the camera work and the choreography of this movie are fucking brilliant yes oh but to get back to the more that 
the concepts, right? Like, we'll just say that is a given. The action and violence in this movie is of the highest order. Yeah. Worth, that alone is worth seeing the movie. I don't oh, care yeah. if, if it had shitty acting and a shitty plot and nothing Which it deeper. Doesn't. It doesn't, but even if it did, it'd be worth watching it just for these action I sequences. want to keep barreling in on this because this is the biggest critique I hear of this movie, right? Is that the ending is a bit of a plot hole. And I don't agree with that. So, I, mean, I think it's you, you, all because this is like there's a movie called The Black Coat's Daughter, right? I don't know if you've seen nope. it. It's a horror movie, and at the it's kind of got a twist ending, right? But they build into the movie something that is so unbelievable that it ruins the movie. That a character would not recognize her because she's aged ten years, right? It ruins okay. the whole fucking movie, yeah. right? Not to give it too much away in case people I say, most people seen. I haven't seen for 10 years, I'd probably still recognize. Yeah, that's what I mean. The movie does this insane thing where all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what? What? And when the ending comes, you're like, no fucking way. Like, I was so mad, right? And everyone's like, it's a really good horror movie. And it was. But that ending fucking blows it to yeah. me. Where you're like, what a waste of my fucking time now because I can't abide that. W- weren't you just arguing, though, that if you enjoy yourself at 90% of the thing? That's true. That it's Not still a waste, worth it. But that's what I mean. It's like this weird where I enjoy painting something, right? Like, oh, I'm almost done with the Mona Lisa. And then someone, like, scares me and I go, and I spit wine all over. And I'm like, no! <laughs> the final product is so scarred that now the rest of my memories become infected. <laughs> And the whole thing becomes this masturbatory. I agree with you there. That that's that's the way I feel. Like a, right. the ending is pretty but much everything. You could say because I got so much enjoyment of telling people how much I disliked that ending that it was truly <laughs> more. And that's the way I, that's the way I feel about most movies. Is even movies I really don't like or have a huge problem like that, they lead to fantastic arguments and debates, which are. The extra benefit and fun of art, right? Like yeah. our buddy Zach from our D&D group and our college buddy, he's like, I don't want to debate movies with you, man. I just watch movies by myself and I like them by myself. And I'm like, what? Like the whole extra joy is you take it in, I take it in, and then we do this extra game. That's and, like the big joy. And, and that might just be a character flaw in us that we just enjoy yeah. arguing. I don't even think it's arguing, right? It's like, give me something else. I I mean, I I play semantics and call it debating. Some people are like, you're being a dick. I call expanding it, right? Expand (laughs) it out to me. Like, sometimes you're destroying a movie that people like, and they don't like that. But for me, it's like, extrapolate out on it. Have fun, like with this movie. And I hate that people say that the ending of this is a plot hole. Because I think... I think it's all there, and we just don't accept it. I th- well, I think it's you're, you, if you're willing to take certain I think liberties we, to we say that. We assume that the entire technology of this movie is leading us towards this utopian robots control everything. What if the robot just wants to watch the world burn, right? <laughs> what if STEM is just like a Joker setup where he's like, I just want to go around and fuck things up and see or, if anyone can catch me. Or, or maybe it's more along the lines of like He's you a said, Moriarty. He's like, I'm too fucking smart. Like, like I we, dare you to catch me. The reason we keep advancing – one of the reasons we keep advancing technology is to make us more powerful, more knowledgeable, live longer, bringing us closer to like godlike figures. Maybe STEM – we are STEM's god and to, to kind of come back and touch base with its own creator. Yeah, I mean, it, but this is, they also do this thing, and this is where some of this lies as well, which is watching him have the emotional reaction to an act that he has condoned verbally and that Stem carries out heartlessly. Mm-hmm. But then we watch him struggling and crying and throwing up and unable to deal with the consequences, yeah. right? There, there's There's a lot in there of, is he just emotionally protecting himself? Like, does he actually feel bad that he cut that guy's head almost off? Well, I think the fact that why he the fuck up did he go there? Say, 
Well, right. Well, right. He has no, the actions of the consequences of his pursuit and action are horrific to his system. Right. Right. But you don't get to do that the second time in the bathroom. He, right. drives he knows his exactly fucking, what's going to happen. Yeah. To he that drives his chair in there. and He's like, hey, listen up, all you motherfuckers. Like yeah. he's in now. So, right. He he adapted to it's one of our human the horrific aspects. Like, we we're like, oh, we have to pretend we don't like this or we're monsters. It's like, or you're just a monster because you did it. Yeah. Well, yeah. He this he is he no was longer self preservation. He was desensitized by that point. Yeah. And was more motivated by revenge. Yeah. Uh, and that's so there is this. And then he wants to get out when he starts being worried about getting caught, not about killing other people. Right. I mean, it's it's very strange because they do that too. Like even when the police officer gets hit by the car, at this point he seems not that worried about it. Right, yeah. and this is a car crash. It would probably have killed her. Right, movies do this thing. Yeah, where that's she amazing. Can just get she, out. She, yeah, no, that, that woman right. was bad. <laughs> yeah, that's like that, she really... was going like ninety miles on the interstate, yeah. and then had another car going in reverse. Yeah, not they both had into... like a fender bender right, right in the same direction. This is a like head on. Colli- this is a head on collision <laughs> collision at high speeds. Yeah, she's maybe that dead. that seatbelt is some kind of nanobot. This yeah, who knows what know. modern technology is? Maybe there is like I don't know some kind of like jet air injection in there that pressurized the cabin, so she. Didn't feel any concussion. I don't know. But, yeah, she's Most likely she's a puddle. Yeah. Like, from his perspective, looking back, she's dead. Right. But even at the end, right, when he goes there to commit another murder, because he feels like he needs to kill someone because his wife was killed, right? That's his goal. And then all of a sudden, he, again, is acting worried about the police officer's safety, right? So this is something that's interesting, too, and could explain why Stem wants to keep him around this morality tale especially if he's reading his inner thoughts must be fascinating to a machine that is logic driven right give me information and i process it yeah the ability to watch someone say i'm here to commit murder but you want to stop me from committing murder and didn't do your job which is why i'm here but now i want to protect you right like these the confluence of events that make us hypocrites would be fascinating to stem where he's just like what the fuck <laughs> right that's probably really cool and then he's like it, it, oh first, got it it's first understanding of cognitive dissonance yeah that and then got. once he's like oh i got it you guys are all fucked up yeah and he's like well i don't need you anymore i can go do that i <laughs> 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 gotta go find another playmate because that's the other thing too the fact that he's not trying to self-replicate i think again lends to this yeah that's him is just an agent of chaos right because mm. in in most of these movies with the logic that people are applying to criticize the ending, the machine is trying to just replicate itself out everywhere and be this God of everything. That's not at all what STEM is doing. So again, I think it's all there. We just have to change our dystopian sci-fi trope that we are so used to seeing it one way, right? The God machine that wants control of everything. That's not it at all, man. So I don't see STEM though going out like after that scene and just killing people. Like he just killed loose ends. Like he didn't want anybody to know that he was in that body. To like, what avail though? Well, just to have the human experience. I think that's probably more of what it was about. Is I think that may be the underlying theme there. But is you that think we don't that, appreciate you our think own that human experience. Then Stem goes and just finds a throne somewhere, plugs himself in, and takes over the internet. No, I just think he just goes out you and don't lives go like back a, I think to he, that. I, I would go that he just goes out and lives like a normal person. I don't think a normal to, to, person. To, well, it goes out and lives for the human experience. Over that, that under, nobody else is over appreciating. Over under, ninety percent chance he kills again. <laughs> 
I, I don't know, because he had a logical reason for killing all those people. A cold, calculated reason. Right. Like, he, he was tying made... up loose ends that anyone would know right. who, that he was in that body. But this gets back to the Superman argument, right? At the end of Superman, Man of Steel, when he snaps Zod's head off, right? He does the mental math, and he says, there are four people in the corner of this train station Zod's going to kill. I will rip his fucking head off so that this never happens again. Every single incident Superman sees the rest of his life is, will I kill one thing to save more than one thing, right? Once you've opened, once you've made that mental calculation, you can't be like, well, you know, a whole building fell down, a bunch of people died, but hey, I put, uh, you know, Lex Luthor in jail. Like that math doesn't work anymore. No, the and whole so like Man of Steel Sam, thing, yeah, it doesn't work because he killed a lot of What I'm saying is it's the exact people. same moral quandary, right? Is once you've opened the door to... There are people that need to be killed mathematically because I can logically say they interfere with me. Then you will do that all the time. You know who I think actually did that that philosophical argument the best was Trigun. Did you ever watch that? No. Oh, you'd love it. I know. I have. I'm clearing out that, old animes now. That but. <laughs> that that actually I think addresses that philosophical argument. Do I need to kill somebody in order to save another life? Right. Well, what's the old philosophical thought experiment? Right. It's there's a girl on the tracks. Like, a child is on the tracks, a train's coming at her. Uh, do you pull the switch and divert the train to an unfinished track where a bunch of people on the train may die, but the little girl lives? Or let the train splatter the little girl because there's more people on the train? And you can't just run up with, like, a rope and cut the girl off and just grab no, her No, because right that's not philosophy. We're not men of action. <laughs> I, I, I would say, like, yeah, all like, the, the, the key to all of that is, is problem solving and thinking outside the box. No, all of it's us... It's a D&D game. No, all of us that are in philosophy have to assume that we take no action <laughs> no actions we are godlike figures that <laughs> yeah that's that is one problem with philosophy is you're always kind of like locked in to two choices yes but that's the fun of it right and i guess it's more ethics than philosophy at that yeah. point like what is the most right you know right. what i mean so what is it that uh, utilitarianism yeah because what if all the people uh you know on that train are like old middle-aged creeps like there are some bad people on that train probably this is an innocent girl full of all of our hopes and dreams and possibilities. So now, you're, now you're at the more like the, the Dark Knight situation. Yeah. Like, do you, yeah. do you blow up? By either way, you're going to cause a death. Yeah. Or the third option is take no action and wash your hands of the whole thing and say <laughs> nature is what nature is. It's not my fault. Then. It's all preordained, baby. I didn't run them over. <laughs> Fuck you. We'll see what happens. Turn a blind eye and what's the morality right. But that's that? what I mean, right? As, as soon as STEM is calculating how and why people can die – and their less thans are not worthy. He will be doing that all the time. <laughs> so I think this is the. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't. think the movie sets a very logical precedent that Stim wants the chaotic nature of the film, and it's not a plot hole. I don't think there. There's classic cheating in movies to make a twist ending work, right? But also keep you confused throughout the movie. This is not that. Like Saw, right? Another movie this guy wrote. Has that's true. Hundred percent like, horror twist movie endings. cheating, right? Yeah. Because in Saul, they do this. Uh, there's a scene where the nurse, right, the man nurse, goes to get the guy's wife and daughter, holds a fucking gun to their head, and listens to their hearts start to race with his stethoscope. Not more than ten minutes later, in the movie's like, I didn't want to kidnap a man. He said if I didn't do it, he'd kill me. I'm like, that's you took not, enjoyment yeah, out of it. Yeah. That's not how normal people who are in a tough situation <laughs> act. You were doing a psycho boner moment. Yeah. Right? And they only did that so that we could believe that that maybe, person at the hospital did it instead of the other guy. Maybe that's and kind of what nonsense. he taps into is just kind of how people rationalize their own actions. And 
in the moment they want to do something, they later regret it. And so they just kind of convince themselves they never wanted to do it in the first place. I, but I would classify that as cheating. Uh, I think that's I, a cheat. I, 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 I think, think that, that movie, taps into like a real human reality that people do. If me and you were forced, we're going to kill your kids. If you don't go get this guy's wife and kids and deliver them somewhere. There's no fucking way I'm wasting time to get a boner and put a gun to their heads. Wait, I'm I, not doing that, right? No, it, I would it, just it, gather them up, put them in the van, right. and take them where no, they need to go. Right. I'm not no, torturing I'm that, them. No, I know. I'm saying that guy probably enjoyed torturing those people and later is like, oh, that makes me a bad person, so I'm going to convince myself that I didn't enjoy doing I would, it. That's, I would do argue that all the time. I would argue that that is not the case and that it's only done to help keep us guessing so that if we're getting close to figuring out what the twist might be it's not us is a great example right i haven't the jordan peele movie i haven't seen it yet no there, spoilers. i'm not gonna spoil it but you can also find that on our back catalog guys uh for when you do watch it <laughs> but that movie has at least a couple instances where it feels like they're cheating things that characters would know and do in service of an end game right movies do this all the time I don't think that's what this movie's doing, right? Because that, that is the big question is what is his endgame and where is he going when he leaves that bunker? I think mm-hmm. he's just going to go bounce around the world and just be involved in the chaos of human nature, right? I, I just, as yeah, everything just... becomes more organized and less human, I think he's going to become the ultimate id, right? I think mm-hmm. he's done the math now and he's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want. Right, but... He, he, as a computer, though, it seems like he would have to have a reason behind doing whatever he wants. Like, he's not an agent think, of chaos. But like, he's choosing an inferior vessel for himself, right? And he's taking care of his loose ends in the least efficient way possible. I think he is choosing inefficiency. That's is true. My he, does, he does not do it. I think it is a machine in a logical going way. back to the primal roots as we reach forward but, into this sterile godhood, we think, <laughs> right? But in the process, though, even though it's inefficient, he does learn a lot about human beings. I mean, you could argue maybe he already knows that from his interactions with the CEO. Right? No, he already I, took I, that fucking guy's I, company over and watched to, Total him. immersion is the best learning. Sure. No, I agree. I think that's his whole point, right? But I don't think he's – because your two options are, is he going to go on a mission of conquest or is he just going to embrace the lesser parts of being a human – which seems like what he wants to yeah. do. So where is he most likely going to end up? Brothels, <laughs> bars. Like, he loved that shit in the old bones, right? That's going to be what this guy's doing all the time. He's going to go to Roadhouse and fight Patrick Swayze. Like, he's in. So we're going to have, like, a, like a, a sequel where Stems and Superbad and just running yes, around? Yes, <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> you know, though, I will say. Like, Bad actually... Lieutenant. That's who he wants to hang out with. <laughs> A fear and loathing in Las Vegas yeah, with, with that's, STEM. That's the, I think that's the thing is people are like, it doesn't make sense for a robot overlord machine to just want to be a bad person and fuck things up. I think it totally does. Yeah, it's an experience that he it's can't It's a nice get inversion in the, on a classic sci-fi trope. The, the one that I did uh, really like, though, how they made a bad twist, twist misdirection where like they first kind of make you think it's a dream and you're like oh come on because you remember he hits his head yeah you're like all right fine he got knocked out this is there all a dream is no like, movie that ever on. oh my god the and then they turn example. it back around and i'm like oh, okay that's awesome i've wanted to burn theaters down because of this like <laughs> my wife made me go see all the twilight movies in the final climactic vampire werewolf battle at Never the end saw of that past the first one you don't have to they're fucking garbage But there's this giant scene right with werewolves and vampires fighting each other a werewolf bites someone's head off 
And you're like, wow, something actually happened in these movies. And then they're like, Hoot! and they cut back and it's Dakota Fanning's characters. Like I'm a, I can see the future. And if we fight them, we'll die. And I'm like, oh. what? I'm like, is this like a 20 minute, like her read. It'd be like, if in That's at, at the end of end game, yeah. we went back to Dr. Strange's head and he's like, don't worry. We win. You don't have to watch the next movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> so bad. 47 meters down. Did it too. Really? Yeah. Where I, it's I like, Oh, it, shark, but... shark, shark. Oh, just kidding. Like, now we're cool. We can go back up. There's a dream sequence? Yeah, like the whole ending is like a, a weird dream sequence. You're like, but they're making a sequel. Fuck. They're making another one. With different girls, and this time they're so at it... different ruins. Yeah. No, but I, oh, I fucking hate it. If this, it would be such a tragedy if a movie of this magnitude and quality reduced itself to the dream ending. Wait, which is now, the... Dream Jail, I am super invested right, in. Right, no. Like... Because this is the ultimate beauty of this as a book end, right? He's a man outside of the world not involved in technology that just wants to be as human as he can be just a man who works on cars so it's weird too because he loves machines just not anything that interferes with his humanity right he just wants to be a guy with his wife living in the world and at the end you could argue that he's going to get the best version of the life he wanted in a way through technology he becomes yes he ascends to heaven through the thing he hates more yeah. than anything that destroys like, him as a human as we would recognize him. It's like a, a very dark version of San Junipero. Yes. Where like he, he's in constant like heaven in his own head while his body is doing but this God is knows the thing. What. How many people, if we offered them that now? Yeah, a lot of people would take that. You as you know you, right? I would like, take look, it. But. Here, flesh and butt. I can feel myself when I slap my arms, right? What if they're like, we can give you all of that. You can feel things. You can exist. You and Amy can go. You can have abs. You know what I mean? You can eat whatever the fuck you want. You can watch and read and learn music and enjoy all of the greatest art mankind's ever known. You can hike mountains and see the top of Mount Everest and never die. I'd be like, yeah, sign yeah. me the fuck up. There's this weird disconnect between people I know. There are all these weird things that people say that I think are just bullshit, right? Like, I would never give up my human body for a fake reality. Okay, well, dipshit, you have not pondered what reality yeah. actually is. I'm telling you, that, that's it's a very Cyrus, broad philosophical no, it's question. Cyrus in the Matrix, right? Where he's like, yeah. I know this steak isn't real, but when I bite it, I get all the fucking signals that tell me this steak is juicy <laughs> and awesome, and I love it, and it's better than eating gruel on the Nebuchadnezzar. Yes, yes, a million times yes. Use right? my body as a battery and just yeah, let me experience me. everything. Great. I would go to the everyone you know and be like, yeah, put me in the Matrix, man. I want to live in that fucking shitty ship. No way. <laughs> No fucking way. I don't know anyone who's dumb enough to choose the world <laughs> of that underground city. Except they do have those dope-ass orgy, techno orgies. But that's like once in a blue moon. Most <laughs> Wait, of the what? time it's terrible. I, I don't remember there being... Remember in The Matrix 2? I remember there being... I remember there being Neo and Trinity. Trinity. But I don't remember there being oh, multiple dude, people. Everyone in that crowd is having an orgy. Well, I they, don't think they go, No, they go to their room to fuck. I don't think Everyone they, they never there. show anything where these people are. You've never been to a rave, man. That is like <laughs> massive sex energy, son. I'm telling you for a fact. But no, everyone you know would choose to live in the dream prison. Everyone you know would choose to live in the Matrix. It's just like it's a classic guy bar debate. Sorry if this is crude for our lady audience. Men love to do the question, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? No one would ever know. You just get a million dollars of some guy nuts in your mouth. And you're like, yeah. All your friends would do that. My contention is all your friends would suck a, suck a dick and swallow for 10 grand if no one ever found out about it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. If you're like, no one would ever know, so there's no social stigma, which is weird anyways. Right, that there even would be a social stigma. Yeah, because like, if you are a parent and someone's like, I will, you're making, I mean, let's say you're bad at blowjobs. I don't know how long a blowjob should last. Let's say it's 30 minutes. So you are I mean, essentially making, as guys, we should be good at it. Yeah, $20,000 an hour just to suck a dick. And you're telling me I'm going to go home to my family and be like, here, I am earning and providing for you. They'd be like, we're so ashamed of you for sucking a dick <laughs> instead of the shitty jobs we already do. You would be a bad parent if you didn't suck a dick for $10,000. There are way worse things that people actually do for money that are considered You're not legitimate. hurting anyone. Right. You are giving someone something that they need, a service. As long as your wife's not like, hey, that's kind of cheating. You're like, oh, it's completely emotionless. I am just here operating machinery. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm Fred Flintstone, and that guy's the brontosaurus. I'm just operating machinery. But yeah, this is one of those things that people that have that live unexamined lives say things like this all the time. I would never suck a dick for a million dollars because pride? Ego? What? Yes, you would. If I could give you a million dollars right now, you would suck any dick in the world. You would suck that guy's dick from hardware, the voyeur. <laughs> All of you would, because that's logical, right? If I told you, you can have all of the best things that reality has to offer and none of the bad, right? We could take away a lot of these bad, extraneous things. You have just I enough mean, bad so you can believe it, because that's I mean, you, also you, the you matrix. You have to acknowledge that, that some people would actually take that as permanently scarring to them. What? To do. Like, if they felt like they were forced to perform a sexual act for money you're not forced you get to choose i'm saying people would choose no, well, at I mean, there, a way there, lower there, dollar rate with, with that amount of money there is a certain level of forcing to do that or coercion oh, coercion poor, would probably be a better word poor guys i'm not saying that you should fault anybody that would choose no. to make that choice i'm just saying i'm the people saying, who are like adamant saying no would be I'm like they, they, if they job. actually did it they would feel like that would be traumatic to them. That is societal stigma and nonsense, right? Sure, you gotta, am, you gotta am, ask why. What no, is their motivation behind saying no? I'm forced no, to go but. to a job that I hate to provide food for my kids to eat. Fine, if I could do the same thing in 30 minutes, if I could make that much money, I would do it. Because you're able to think is. logically, but a lot of people are not logical like that. And that's what I'm or, saying. Or able to like even just you're people, able to detach. People yourself, look like, at this movie and they're like, "Oh, you would never want to be in the dream jail. Oh, a computer would never do that." Yes, it would. I think it's hyper logical for a machine to be like, I want to go get the most sensory inputs I can. And the way these chaotic ass humans live is the best way to do that. <laughs> I don't think it's a plot hole. I think we'd all choose I, the jail. I think we'd all choose the matrix. I think no, we'd all I don't suck think him choosing that is a plot hole by any means. No, no, that's not the plot hole. The one thing actually, I think when I was looking back on it and thinking about it, when you mentioned that, okay, he's just playing like he's under control of the ceo the whole time and really isn't there is one scene that i remember watching him like that doesn't make one lick of sense when he explains like how am i able to hear what you're saying and he says i am emitting sound waves out the base of your neck and that's how you hear me that makes zero sense so the image because he's plugged in is actually in his brain which yeah. actually makes a lot more sense and he's just saying something that explains to him that he would understand and because that guy's dumb like right, me exactly that totally makes sense. I'll go with that. But I'm like, you're in the base of his neck and no one can hear you and you're emitting sound waves. Like, <laughs> me, like there's so much that doesn't make sense about that. But unless he's like lying and oversimplifying to somebody just so he would buy it. Yeah. So, yeah. I would go with that. He's just acting the whole yeah. damn time. It was a that really makes- solid conversation. I got a little deterred there by my blowjob, <laughs> but it's because I just had this talk with someone, and they just You've had kept this talk me. many times. You have had this conversation 
for the past like how many years have i known you now like 2002 what are we 17 years i don't know how many times you have had this conversation with people because i what i love more than anything is putting people in a conversation where it's like make your fucking choice and i love to watch them lie right to my face because i can tell so much about you if you are the kind of person that cannot think it through and choose to suck the dick you're a bad person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it just tells me a lot about people, right? I am fascinated I, I, constantly by the lies and myths that we create about ourselves. I right? see, it might not seem logical to you, but they, they it's all about priorities. But no, Wh- not even what, that. what is more important to them? It's not like I have like a, okay, well, let's put it to the test. Here's a dick and here's $10,000. <laughs> I like to put people in that and hear how they imagine themselves in their reality, right? It's the same reason I love movies and stories so much. It's the best way. Because when we talk to each other, right? Listen to politics. All they fucking do is lie about yeah. these utopian visions that they can deliver. No, you can't. No, yeah. you fucking can't. At the end of the day, the only way to understand human psychology is us on our knees in front of the philosophical dick with the philosophical cash. What do you choose? Yeah. That's how we best understand our realities. So I love the movie Upgrade, guys. Sorry for my tangents. I hope you loved it as much as us wildly underseen and underappreciated movie check it out yeah uh guys that's it for the film alchemist doubleheader find us on your socials leave a rating and review uh we will have cloud back soon for more movie magic man thank you for joining us today thanks for having me for the film alchemist i'm josh griffey i'm mike cloud suck the dick guys suck that dick <laughs>